0: Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Resilient Leaders Podcast, where resilience and leadership is not simply a good idea, it's absolutely required in the world that we now live in. This is your host, J.R. Briggs, founder of Kairos Partnerships, a team of leaders who are helping leaders like you overcome your unique leadership challenges. Well, today I want to explore the importance that every leader needs to pass a test. It's called the bread truck test. Everything seems to be about leadership these days, including this podcast, I guess. But one of the mantras that I live by in this season is stop being a leader and start being a leader multiplier. Let me say that again. Stop being a leader and start being a leader multiplier. I owe this important leadership paradigm shift to someone that we've mentioned here on the podcast before, Liz Wiseman who wrote the book, Multipliers, How the Best Leaders Make Everyone Smarter. It's a fantastic book. I've read it on more than one occasion. And Wiseman says this, there are only two types of leaders. There are diminishers, where everything depends upon the leader. Or there are multipliers, where the arrows are pointing out to make sure everyone else is better around them. The diminishers assumption is that people will never figure this out without me. They need me, the leader, to be able to figure it out. But the assumption of a multiplier is that people are smart and they can figure it out. As Bono, the frontman for the iconic band U2 put it, it's been said that after meeting with the great British prime minister, William Ewart Gladstone, you left feeling like he was the smartest person in the world. But after meeting with his rival, Benjamin Disraeli, you left thinking that you were the smartest person in the world. You see, the book unpacks these five disciplines of multipliers. One, the talent magnet, those who attract and optimize talent. Two, the liberator, those who require people's best thinking. Three, the challenger, those who extend challenges to others so that they can rise to the occasion. Four, the debate maker. Those are leaders who debate who debate decisions and have an open mind, believing that those around them and below them can actually think very well and change the mind of the leader. And five, the investor. Those who instill accountability. They believe deeply in their people, but they hold them accountable to what they've been asked to do in a very healthy way. Multiplayers are those that they uh, ask those that they lead questions like this. What's the next challenge for you? What would be a stretch assignment for you in this next season? And what is getting in the way of you being successful? With the follow-up question being, how can I help you get that thing out of the way so that you can be successful? Now, I'm going to put some the information about the book in the show notes because I recommend it so much. In fact, I'm not sure why it's not talked about more often. The best boss I ever had, maybe the best boss I'll ever have was a woman by the name of Ruth Pape. Ruth was great at this. She empowered her team. She asked great questions. She gave us challenges. She let us succeed and she never took the credit. To use a football analogy, I've often described Ruth as being a lineman. She led in such a way that she would be like an offensive lineman doing the hard work of blocking up front on the line in order to create large holes for us as running backs to find those holes and run down the field. And she did that very well. Now, linemen don't end up on the front cover of Sports Illustrated running backs do. But without the linemen creating large holes through their blocking, running backs would never get down the field. So thank you, Ruth, for the impact that you've had on my life and showing me what it means to be an offensive lineman blocking for others. You are a leader multiplier. Now, back to the bread truck test. What is it? It's one simple provocative question. If you as a leader were walking across a busy street in your community and you got hit by a bread truck and died, what would happen to your organization or your company or your church or your nonprofit or the group that you lead? If you got hit by a bread truck and died, God forbid, what would that mean for your organization? Now, on the surface, it's kind of morbid to think about, isn't it? Who wants to think about such a gruesome way to die? It makes us uncomfortable, but we often ignore this topic altogether. We have to face this reality now. So, think about your leadership. Make an honest assessment here. Be brutally honest with yourself. If you got hit by a bread truck and died, what would happen to your realm of leadership? What would happen to the area or the team or the sector or the organization or the business that you run? What would happen? Would it fall apart? Would it continue on without you? Are you unsure? And how would you know? if it would go on without you or not. Let me say this as bluntly as I can. Every leader must pass the bread truck test. You see, a lot of people wait until it's too late to pass the baton on to someone else, or they create a succession plan that is too late. But this is not about a succession plan. This is about unleashing and releasing people into their potential and giftedness starting today. And the most resilient leaders that I know give leadership away long before they transition out of their leadership role, no matter what role they might be in. Leading the church I planted several years ago, this bread truck test was constantly on my mind. I would ask, Would I pass the bread truck test if I died? I would ask our elders that question. I would ask the other pastor on staff that question. I would ask our leaders. I would ask my mentor and my leadership coach this question. I certainly hoped. It would never happen to me, and so far so good, but if it did, I hoped people would say, you know what, we sure miss him, but he's already equipped us to step up and do this role. We've already been trained, equipped, given permission to lead. Now we just need to lean in a little bit more in order to fill the gap. Being obsessed with this question paid off, because when I transitioned out of being the lead pastor of the church that I planted a few years ago, I passed the baton off to another leader who I trained and equipped. Our elders were leading, they were engaged, they were doing the work, not just me, and I transitioned out. And I can say that the church is engaged, involved, and leading uh, like they haven't been uh, when I was there. I'm deeply grateful for where it is now. Yes, it made me uncomfortable to think about what would happen without me if I got hit by a bread truck. I had no intention of leaving leaving the church when I began asking that question years prior, but I needed to start thinking about it long before I was transitioning out. And you need to think long before you even think you might be transitioning out. Now listen, I'm not great at math, not at all. In fact, I'm so bad at it that I struggle to even spell the word math. But there is an equation that I have on an index card on my desk that I've had for many years. It's a plus sign with an arrow going from the left to the right, with an X sign. Now that may sound fun, uh, but let me be frank with you. This is hard. Moving from leadership by addition to leadership by multiplication. Sounds really exciting, but it costs you something as a leader. How? In two specific ways. If you, lead, if you move from leading by addition to multiplication, it will require a ton of work for you from you on the front end. It requires heavy lifting and you have to trust that it will pay off in the end. And it usually does. Secondly, you won't get a lot of credit moving forward because you won't be in the spotlight. Other people will. And when other people are in the spotlight, they get the credit. You see, there will be more evidence, more fruit by your efforts this way, but someone else is in the spotlight, not you. And you'll be tempted to want to think from time to time, hey, you like them? I taught them how to do that. They learned that from me. Or you'll have to ask yourself, Why am I trying to get all the credit? What is my motive? And why do I want people to know it's about me? You'll have to wrestle with those temptations of leadership. And it can be hard to come face to face with your own ego getting in the way of your leadership. And you'll have to ask, is my leadership about me? Or is my leadership about empowering and multiplying other people? You may be wondering, how can I grow to pass the bread truck test? Maybe that's something that interests you. And if so, I'm glad you asked. Let me be ridiculously practical here in our final couple minutes. Let me give you five specific ways you can grow to pass the bread truck test. Number one, test your motives. Really wrestle with your motivations because there are temptations for leaders and their identity and ego. Do I believe I have to always have all the power in the room? Do I believe I have to be the smartest person in the room? Do I believe I have to receive all the credit or is it more important for our team to thrive and accomplish our mission? And what do I want to be known for? Being great or making everyone around me great? Number two, consider that if you're gone for four weeks or four months, what would be missing? Who would lead in your absence? Would they be ready? If not, What could you be doing now to help train, equip, give permission, empower them and give them opportunities to lead right now? Number three, ask those you lead two questions each and every week. Where do you need me to be more involved this week? And number two, where do you need me to get out of your way? Sometimes in order for leaders to grow, we need to have further involvement in the process with others so they can watch how you deal with a problem or handle a sticky situation. They need you to model it for them to give them permission or be a champion for what they're trying to do. And sometimes we've got to get out of the way. There's an old Indian saying that says, nothing grows under a banyan tree. They provide great shade and it's very comfortable, but it allows no sun to come through for other things to grow. Unfortunately, many leaders operate like banyan trees. They protect their people, but nothing grows under them. Refuse to be a banyan tree kind of leader. Again, where do you need me to be more involved this week? Where do you need me to get out of your way? They're vulnerable questions, but they are crucial to you passing the bread truck test. Number four, remember your job is to work yourself out of a job. You will either be fired, you'll take a job elsewhere, you'll die, you'll, whatever it might be, may not be tomorrow or next week or even next year, but one day you will leave your role. So what are you doing now to prepare for that whenever that transition will be? Why wait until you have to give away your leadership? Why not start now? And number five, live by this mantra. My job is to grow fruit on other people's trees. You see, when you become a leader, the center of gravity is no longer yourself. The arrows must point out. And resilient leaders have arrows that point away from themselves and toward other people. Just recently, I heard author Ryan Holiday say it slightly differently. He said, find canvases for other people to paint on. I love that. This is how we move from leadership by addition, where it's all up to you, to leadership by multiplication, where it's about equipping and unleashing other people in their skills, passions, abilities, experiences, and giftedness. You do that and you will stop being a leader and instead start being a leader multiplier. But here's the secret. When you become a leader multiplier, you'll be the most valuable leader that people will ever meet. If you move from a diminisher's mindset to a multiplier mindset, you will pass the bread truck test. And leaders who pass the bread truck test are the most resilient and the best leaders of all. Well, thanks for joining me today. This podcast is produced by The Generative. Joel and at On A Limb Productions. You can visit his website at Productions.com for all your video and podcast needs, or you can check out the link in the show notes. Leaders be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry. Keep leaning in and learning and stop being a leader. Instead, start to become a leader multiplier. Have a great week.